This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Need this win, you know. We got a lot of losses to Yeah, we got a lot of losses to win. That's what we're here for, guys, to win. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Thank you once again for joining me for another episode of The Drop Podcast in partnership with lineupmedia.fm. Go check them out. There's a podcast there that you will enjoy, I'm sure. That's lineupmedia.fm. Before I get into the Blues game, I wanted to let you guys know about something that was just brought to my attention a day ago by Grant Fuhr. You guys know that I do a monthly segment with Grant, and it's called A View from the Crease. I was just informed that Grant has got something very, very exciting out there for you guys. For the fan that maybe wants something a little different for a birthday gift, an anniversary gift, a shout out, Mother's Day, Father's Day, whatever you want, Grant Fuhrer will leave a personal message for a friend of yours, a wife, a husband, a brother, a sister, an aunt, an uncle. He will leave a personal message for them. It is something that I find really exciting that some of these movie stars and professional sports stars just started to do. Let's say you want to leave a big blues fan a personal birthday wish. Go to cameo.com, search up Grant Fuhr, click the button that shows his logo and his name, let him know what you once said, and he'll send the person of your choice a personalized message. I think that is so exciting. I know a lot of blues fans are going to like that. Edmonton fans are going to love it. I do have a few Edmonton fans that follow the show. Flame fans are going to love it. I've also heard from a few Buffalo Sabres fans when Grant was there for a little bit. And of course, I've heard from a couple Calgary fans. So guys, if you're any of those, or if you're just a hockey fan, go to cameo.com and look up Grant Fuhr, and he'll leave that personal message for someone significant in your life. Now let's break down game four. Coming out of game three, the Blues really had the momentum in their favor. A huge back and forth game. They won it on a late goal by Pat Maroon, 4-3. Both teams played well. There was a little bit of a controversy on that Maroon goal. Some of the NBC Sports announcers thought interference should have been called on Maroon in front of the goal. But you and I both know, Lindell of the Stars is not going to get that call. And why is he not going to get that call? Because of that Oscar-worthy acting job he did with Bortuzzo. No ref is going to give you the benefit of doubt on a call like that. You can look at them. You can stare them down all you want. They do not like being shown up like that and having guys flop around. We cannot have the NHL turn into soccer. And if you've watched soccer, you guys all know what that sport is like. The flopping and acting is ridiculous. The Blues came into this game for them for the first few minutes looked pretty good. They would get the first goal by Vladimir Tarasenko to take a one to nothing lead. Controlled by the Blues. Done with the puck. Now Ryan O'Reilly back out to Vince Dunn. Across to Tarasenko. Shoot! He scores! As you predicted, Kendall, Vladimir Tarasenko on the power play. 1-0 St. Louis. That looked really similar to the goal in game one, except Tarasenko was on the other side through a different look. 
They threw a different look at the Dallas Stars, and I think that's what threw them off. He was on his strong hand side. Uh, Vince Dunn did a great job supporting the puck from Shen. He'll walk it over to the middle part of the ice, take the redirect from Ryan O'Reilly. Time and space for Tarasenko. He's such a lethal shooter, and he just blows that right past the glove of Ben Bishop. one nothing. Five minutes, two seconds in, a great goal by Tarasenko. Some great passing with Perron, O'Reilly, Dunn. They get it to Tarasenko, and I agree with the NBC announcers. They were probably shocked to see Tarasenko on that side. I can't remember the last time I've seen him on that side. He takes the puck, takes that normal Tarasenko shot, and beats Ben Bishop between the arm and the ribcage. Just a perfect shot from a great goal scorer. That goal would be Tarasenko's fifth of the playoffs. Dunn gets his fourth assist. O'Reilly gets his fifth assist. He didn't get an assist, but Perron was key on that power play goal. I thought for the next few minutes, Dallas really started to pour it on a little bit. And 11 minutes and 23 seconds in, Jason Dickinson ties this one up at one apiece with his third goal of the playoffs. Battle for the puck behind the St. Louis net. Set up the boards by Dickinson. For one of those defensemen you were talking about, Kendall Klingberg. Now Zuccarello with a shot. That deflects wide. Comes back down in front. They score! Dickinson! It doesn't always have to be fancy. More times than not, it's got to be hard. Bo Meester and Pareko out for a long shift. Pareko down with Sagan, get the puck through. And then from behind, Dickens is just going to win a race against Robbie Fabry to the front of the net off that Tyler Sagan redirection. And he ties it up at one. And again, just great net presence by the Dallas Stars. Battling for the puck behind the net. The Blues are unable to get to it. Dallas pushes it around to the sideboards. They get it to Zuccarello. Zuccarello just takes a shot. It goes to the side, misses the net, bounces right in front of the goal, and it ends up on Dickinson's stick, and he puts it past Bennington to tie it up at one. That goal by Dickinson, as I said, was his third of the playoffs. Sagan gets his fifth assist. Zuccarello gets his fifth assist. 11 minutes, 23 seconds in. From this point on, I would say this wasn't a good game at all for the Blues. Dallas really looked like they wanted it more. The Blues looked a little bit tired, and with just 52 seconds left in the first period, Dallas would be on a power play, and Jason Spezza took advantage of it for his second goal of the playoffs. Puck played by Spezza. Penalty time winding down. Muskinen keeps it in at the line. Final minute, first period. Now Dowling. Lindell towards the net. Radulov was looking for it. Spezza with a drive. Score! Very strange kind of power play opportunity for Jason Spezza. Vero Haskinen walks the line. He's going to give it up. Puck's eventually going to find his way over to Spezza. And he shoots it through a screen. I don't know if that goes off of Jay Bowmeast or not. Bennington comes over. And I think it just beats him clean. He's screened off on it, Kendall. Riley's in the lane. Bowmeast's in the lane. And Bennington can never see it. Bennington did not see that puck at all. Bowmeast was the one mainly in front of him. The putt goes off of Bo Meester, which how many times have we seen that this year? It didn't happen a lot in the second half, but it seemed like if there was a bad goal that went in past Jake Allen in the first half and it went off somebody, it was normally off of Jay Bo Meester. This was not a good game for Bo Meester, and the Stars go up 2-1. to one. Radulov assisted on Spetz's second goal of the playoffs. He gets his third assist. Lindell gets his third assist, and the Stars go out of the first period up 2-1. to one. I think the Blues are pretty fortunate to come out of this first period only down by one. Dallas, I thought, 
for most of the period, outplayed the Blues. The Blues had some spots where they played well, but Dallas clearly was the better team in the first period. Dallas outshot the Blues 12-8 to in the first period. Going into the second period, the Blues really needed to make a strong response to Dallas getting that late goal, but they wouldn't. Dallas would outshoot the Blues in the second period, 14-9, to and they would add to their lead in the second period, 9 minutes, 26 seconds in. Carried out by Bo Meester, met from behind by Dickinson, allowing Zuccarello to play the puck. Ahead now to Sagan, down the left side, puts on the brakes. Cross ice for Klingberg. Klingberg shoots, he scores! We talked about the poor puck management of the St. Louis Blues. Bo Meester turned it over. Schwartz and Tarasenko don't own it. Sagan's been engaged right from the start of the game. Cross box feed over to Klingberg, and he wastes no time. Then it's a mishand by two Blues players that had a chance on it. Engage the speed, Klingberg on the back door. He just snaps it. Bowmeister gets lazy with the puck in the neutral zone, gives the puck up. Dallas gets it into the offensive zone. It gets passed over to Klingberg. Bowmeister, instead of trying to approach him a little bit, backs off of Klingberg, and the puck goes stick side past Bennington. That goal by Klingberg would be a second of the playoffs. Sagan and Zuccarella both add their sixth assist on that goal. So the Blues are down by two. They've got to get back into this game. And really, they really never did mount that comeback in the second period. In fact, Dallas would add a goal late in the second to go up 4-1 to one heading into the third. Blues scored first. Tarasenko on the power play. Stars with the last three. Dickinson, Spezza, and Klingberg. Here comes Radulov for Ben. Jamie Ben, cross-ice pass, shot, score! Heats 4-1 Dallas! They've been urgent. They've been precise, and they made really good decisions with the puck. Radulov's going to move the puck to Ben. He's going to go cross-race right over to Rope hit, and he's going to put it into a yawning cage with no resistance at all. That is perfect transition hockey by the Dallas Stars. They're up 4-1. you know why Dallas scored four goals in this game? Because the Blues made it easy on them to score four goals in the game. They weren't defending their net by pushing guys out from being in front of it. They were allowing Dallas to enter the zone. Too many mistakes, given the Stars' power play opportunities. Just some great passing by the Stars on this one. That goal by Hintz would be his fifth of the playoffs. Ben gets his seventh assist, and Radulov gets his fourth assist. And that goal was at 7 minutes, 28 seconds in. So going into the third period, Dallas has got a comfortable lead. All they really have to do is take advantage of opportunities the Blues give them, play strong defense, and continue to get pretty good goaltending from Ben Bishop. The Blues did outshoot the Stars 12 to 5, and I thought had a few minutes in the third period where they really put pressure on Bishop. But it was too late, too little, and the only bright spot in that period would be a goal by Robert Thomas, his first ever in the NHL in the playoffs, and that would bring the Blues back within two, but that's as close as they would get. Knocked down by Hanley. Zuccarello couldn't clear. Schwartz with it for the Blues. Out to O'Reilly, and then a shot sticked aside off the stick of Petrangelo by Bishop. And you weren't kidding about stick aside. Look out. Now they score! A long shift, and the Blues able to capitalize. It is Robert Thomas. Pierre and Kendall have been talking about him all night long. Thomas with the Blues' second goal here in game four. Uh, Kenny, you were right on about stick aside. This howitzer that comes in from the back end from Alex Petrangelo. This thing is going to knock the stick right out of Ben Bishop's hand. And then Robert Thomas is going to go to work. Little push off by Vince Dunn. And then Robert Thomas posted in. But what a shot by Thomas. And now the St. Louis Blues, a little breath of life in him. 
with 6.16 to go. A hard shot by Petrangelo goes into the corner. Thomas gets it, and for some reason, the Stars back up. They're not pressuring him. Gets right to the face-off dot and just puts it right past Ben Bishop. A beautiful goal. That's what we like to call a goal scorer's goal. I haven't liked the way the NBC Sports announcers have called the games, not just in the Blue Series, but they're spot on with this one. Robert Thomas had a huge game, skating all over the ice, keeping the puck away from people. Just wait till next year, guys. It's going to be a good year for him, and I think his third year is really going to be a breakout year. That goal by Thomas, as I stated, was his first ever in the NHL in the playoffs. Petrangelo with that hard shot gets his eighth assist. O'Reilly gets his sixth assist, 13 minutes, 44 seconds in. But as I stated, that's as close as the Blues could get. Let's go ahead to the stats of the game. Shots on goal, the Stars 31, the Blues 29. Face-off percentage, the Stars continue to beat the Blues in that category, 59% to 41%. The Blues actually got a power play goal. They were one for three. The Stars were one for two on the power play. Blocks in favor of the Stars at 20 to 12. A lot of giveaways in this game, 15 for the Stars and 14 for the Blues. Let's get right into those post-game interviews where we're going to hear from Ryan O'Reilly, Jordan Bennington, David Perron, and of course, Coach Craig Berube. They had to jump early and you guys just it took a while to get to your game at all. Sure. Um, obviously, it was good getting the first goal, but uh, yeah, we didn't respond well. I think, uh, yeah, they they played better than us. We look at the whole game. We had some good things at times, but our consistency wasn't there. What was different? I mean, it, was, it seemed like you guys had good sustained zone time with pucks in the offensive zone in game three. Not so much tonight. Do you feel like maybe they had you guys hemmed in a little bit too much tonight? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, they, yeah, they were possessing the puck down low against us, which, which gave us issues and kind of wore us down where, you know, we didn't find our game, our offensive, you know, structure till, till later on. It was too late. Um, that happens, you know, the adjustments we got to make. We know, you know, we're disappointed in ourselves. That wasn't the game we wanted, but, you know, it's the best of the three now and, you know, we're, we're confident we'll turn around. You said you guys did some good things. What, did, what can you take away from this game, positive? You know, I, you know, at times, you know, I thought we, we moved the puck well. We got it in. We, we showed good ozone. It just it wasn't, you know, the full game. And, you know, and it's going to happen. But, you know, they, they had more sustained pressure than we did. And that's the way it went. Did you sense that there was some unraveling in the second period specifically from St. Louis? Yeah, you know, I think we, you know, we tried to look for a spark and try to get our game going. And, you know, we kind of did it. Uh, you know, might have searched for it a little bit too much instead of just kind of focusing on one battle at a time. And and obviously, yeah, it hurt us. You know, they um, you know they got some goals at key times, which which we couldn't climb back from. Ryan, you guys are pretty good at keeping your emotions in check. Just surprised that it kind of got away from you there a little bit. Yeah, I think we got to be better for, for sure in that in that area. Um, you know, it's something we talked about. Uh, you know, I think we'll you know we'll regroup here. We'll you know address that and move on. Ryan, how much of a killer was that? that power play goal you guys gave up near the end of the second five seconds left on the power play and just 51 seconds left in the period yeah that was a tough one and that's uh, you know it's that goal is kind of my fault I'm kind of I have to be in that land block that shot especially when that happens so it's you know if we if we get through that who knows we were, we were playing pretty good at that point and you know we could have turned around so it was you know something obviously I have to be better at and you know it could have been something that could have changed the game for us well, you're, you're still at 2-2 you're still almost you're in the basically the same exact spot you were in the Winnipeg series. So how, how do you regroup and, and get back on the horse? You know, I'm sure the coaching staff will take a look and we'll make some, some adjustments. Um, you know, I think all of us know that, you know, we, we weren't our best tonight individually. You know, I think we all had a bit more that we could have done and, and we know that. And, you know, I think it's just, you know, get our rest, you know, be smart and 
you know, get focused for the next one. They played a good game and we regrouped after the second there and I think we had a good third, so we're just going to prepare for the next game. Jordan, what happened there at the end of the second period? I uh, just, you know, sometimes the game's not going to go your way and it's playoff hockey and stuff happens to try to change the game up a little bit and uh, see what happens. Did uh, Ben give you a little whack before you whacked him or just what happened there? Ah, stuff happens. I don't really remember. Um, you know, it's playoff hockey. He's an effective guy, and um, we just got to handle and take care of what we can control, and that's our game. And then we got to ask you, you know, just about going over there towards Bishop. Did you do something to him, uh, Bishop, towards the bench? No, uh, just skating off, and emotions were high, and, you know, came back in here and regrouped. And, you know, like I said, it's playoff hockey, and it's exciting, and the fans are into it, so. It was an exciting game, and uh, we're looking forward to the next game. It sure looked like Ben got you in a very sensitive area. Did you even notice that or feel it? Or? Uh, no. Okay. no I'm well, just... He got you below the belt. Yeah? The video sure looked like. Oh, all right. Good eye. Jordan, you knew they were playing with their backs kind of against the wall, but if you go up 3-1, to one, it's tough. I just feel like you didn't match their intensity in Yeah, they, they came out hard, and um, you know, it took us a bit to get going there. But... Uh, you know, things are going to happen. You just got to stay in control and um, focus on your job, and that's what uh, we'll do going into the next game. Uh, do, do you, you know, you get the prawn whack too. Do you buy into it all that maybe you guys lost your cool a little bit? Well, you know, it's a 4 1 game. It happens. You just try to do what you can to maybe change it up and see what happens. And, you know, emotions are high, and we got very, uh, you know, players who, who want to win. And um, we're just going to. You know, it's a it's a positive, so we're just going to use that to our advantage and hopefully going forward. David, what happened on the slash with Bishop? I was reaching, trying to prevent them from playing, and I don't know, he's six six, so he's he's a big guy. David, why do you feel like you weren't able to build? You get the lead with the power play goal, and you weren't able to build off of it. Why not? I mean, yeah, obviously a big goal by Vladdy there, but um, uh, we didn't get to our game uh, enough, and we have to be a little bit more. Physical, be more into them, and uh, it was uh, it was tough to obviously get scored on a, on the Bozy call there. And uh, I mean, uh, at, the, at the end of the day, we we have to play better. And uh, in the second period, they, they were a bit the better team, and um, we we got to do like we did in the third period. Just too many uncharacteristic mistakes tonight, and they capitalized on them. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yes, uh, some of the. Goals two on one stuff like that. It's it's tough, uh, but but I just think that we can give way more on the other side of the on the ice, and uh, including myself. Not not just your incident, but there were yeah. a couple tonight. You guys don't. It's not characteristic of you guys to respond that way. You feel like you know. Yeah, we yeah we gotta try and stay out of it. Um, I think guys were just trying to get get a spark maybe, and uh, but we gotta find a way to to play like we did in the third period. Uh, a little bit more often. What goes into the process of ensuring some of those things you didn't like about your game stay here tonight and don't carry over into the next one? Yeah, I mean, turn the page. That's what playoffs is all about. I, it's a t tough one tonight to, to swallow, but at the end of the day, uh, it's 2-2 right now. And uh, both both teams have played some really good hockey so far in the four games. And uh, we knew it was going to be a tough one. It's not going to be easy against this team. They're a really good team. Uh, and they, they make you pay for their mistakes, like, like you said. Um, Easy, uh, some sometimes too easy, but at the same time they find them and, and they keep finding them. So we gotta uh, again find a way to grind them down low um, a little bit more. Again, Tomer was real solid doing that uh, down low on the other side, and uh, you're not gonna get scored on when you do that.
Well, I mean, we scored you on the power play, and um, they had they had more energy. They were they wanted it more tonight in the first two periods. Kind of a strange ending to the second period. Did you guys get frustrated? Did you lose your composure a little bit there at the end? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think uh, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what all happened. You know how it all escalated, but it's playoffs. Guys are both teams are heated. It's emotional. Things happen. What explanation did you get for the uh, the slashing call with Bennington on uh, Bishop? Bishop Bennington told us he he didn't do anything. I didn't get an explanation. So, Craig, uh, along those lines, Bennington had the situation with Ben in front, and then he skated over the bench and did something with Bishop. Do you like that side of him? Do you wish he wouldn't partake in that stuff, or is that just part of his competitive well, edge? Well, he's competitive, and uh, like, I don't know what Jamie Ben's doing, skating down there, and you know, he's getting in uh, Benner's face. So you know, he's just reacting a little bit to it, but he's a competitor. That, how much of a killer was it that power play goal near the end of the second? Yeah, there's like five seconds left. Well, that's that. tough. Yeah, we, I thought we did a good job killing that. And, you know, the puck goes, the uh, shot goes off. Uh, I think Bull goes off bowing in. Uh, I think he got a piece of it on the block. Yeah, it's tough. That's a tough one to give up for sure. Bozak <clears throat> didn't do a whole lot to get the penalty. Were you surprised at that call? Yep. Yeah. But that's you know again things happen. You know like. I can't change it now. It, it seemed like they kind of got to their game more than you did. How do you well, reverse that? Well, it's not that they got to their game. They they were desperate, and we didn't match that desperation in the first two periods. We did in the third, and we played a good period. So then how do you come out with that desperation in game five? They'll be ready to go. Changing their top two lines due to uh, Bennington. A couple of guys said it. Just a different look. Nothing. I mean, that that wasn't the issue. What happens when you make too many mistakes? When you're bad in the neutral zone? When you allow a team to come into the offensive zone unchecked? When you make too many mistakes? When you allow power play goals? When you don't support your goaltender? When you stand right in front of him and he can't see the puck? The end result is you lose. And that's exactly what happened in this game. The Blues were on their heels all night. Yes, Barube's right. They had a decent third period with some pretty good spots here and there, but it wasn't a complete third period. And in the playoffs, you have to play complete games, not just complete periods. Yeah, you're going to make mistakes, but you've got to cut down on them. And that's what cost the Blues in this game four. If they can cut down on the mistakes, if they can support their goaltender, we might get a good result in Game 5. Before I let you go, I want to make sure you guys are checking out BluesRants.com. Their articles are really on the ball. They do a great preview of each playoff game. They review each game. Please go there if you love articles about the Blues with some timely information. Go to BluesRants.com and check them out. I want to thank everybody for joining me. Until next time. Let's go Blues! Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. 
You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.